we can roll a song here. Yep. Um, we don't. You're not just saying that though, are you? Because I, I, I feel like we've had this conversation before, and you said we'll put a song here, sure. And then I, I listen to the <laughs> podcast listen, back. There's and no then song. This conversation will be in the podcast, and I'll be like, Hunro, why didn't you cut this out and yeah. put a song here instead? <laughs> no. Wait, I want to hear some trap music at this point. Why and had trap music? Uh, well, you just did it, man. Well, it's just it's edgy and, and new. Okay. And, Sure, and I'm a punk rock kid who knows where it's at, and I, <laughs> I think that's the listeners gets the people going. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll I'll think of something. All right. Well, I think for starters, we should issue a formal apology uh, for a sponsor we had last week, uh, which was my personal butterfly razor that I use. I told the listeners at home that I only paid twenty dollars for it. I recently talked to my wife, and she said it actually cost forty dollars, and I didn't know this. Mm. Um, okay. And so I've misled the viewers at home, and I'm sorry. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna scrap that sponsor. You know, we're not gonna let them sponsor our show anymore. Yeah, I mean it's too expensive. Too expensive. Um, you may as well be with Dollar Shave Club. God yeah. forbid. So, um, should we introduce our new sponsor? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, go ahead. I mean, we. I was I was surprised to find this. I I, I we we just found this out this morning actually. Yeah. Um, and it's. I feel like it's the best hidden secret. Yeah, this great website that me and Hunter have just <laughs> have just found. Yeah, and we want to share that with you guys um, for a cost. For a cost, yeah. I mean anything you know. You don't. There's no such thing as free lunch. That's right. There's no such thing as a free lunch. It's so true. Yeah. So, but this lunch is a good deal. Yeah. It's. It's. Yeah. Look, these guys don't officially sponsor the show. But we want to make money. And so the way we're going to do this is we're not going to tell you on air what the website is called. But if you send $5 to our personal bank accounts, we'll send you a link to this website and you can check it out. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so so what is it, Joshia? Can you give us a clue? I'll give you a clue. Look, I don't want to say what it actually is. But you, you could say... Um, it's like lemon string. Heck, you might even say uh, citrus cable. Jeez, you might even say lime wire. Oh, actually, no, scrap that last bit. But um, it's a great website where you can listen to music basically for free. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's a thing that people used to do. I think it was called pirating. Obviously, people don't pirate anymore music. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And, and I mean... We're not sure about the legalities of of this site, but um, you know, I'm <laughs> seems sure, fine to I'm me. I'm sure they have a legal team, and it seems fine also for you to pay us for a private link to the website. Just please, can, if you're listening to this, can you just be cool? Like, don't go and try and find it on your own. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't Google those. Don't words. Google it. Just come on, do it the right way. Give us the five dollars, <laughs> and we'll send you the link. It's funny. Do you have the link, Hunro? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'll um. Uh, I mean, Hunter at hotmail dot com. Yep. If you uh, if you want the link, uh, just email me. Was that were you making fun of hotmail dot com as a website tag? <laughs> no, you were, weren't you? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. You were. I wasn't. I'm actually literally Hunter at hotmail. H a n n r o at hotmail dot com. That's your email. That's my email. Are yeah. you serious? That's awesome. And I've got and I've got my name dot com as well. Hunro so, at hunro dot com. Hunro dot com. Yeah. That is awesome. If 
if you're thinking of having a baby, give them a unique name. Give yeah. them, you know. It um, I mean, it, it sucks when you're ordering coffee. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I just I I have to spell my name, and I've actually taken out one N just for the convenience of it. Yeah. Um, you know, just so that I don't have to say H A N N R O. Like, people, yeah. But um, because I've heard you, you order get pizza a website. before. I've heard oh, really? you, yeah, and you don't say Hunter, you say your name's Hunter or Henry. No, I, I say Hunter the first time, yeah. and if they don't hear me, I'm like, Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, did I say Hunter? <laughs> I meant to say Hunter. Silly me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the silly one, not you. I know, I know. It's it's a bit frustrating. But the positives is that you there's a good chance you're going to get your domain name mm. as your name. That is a great... Because I... I don't have my 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 email address is is actually a hotmail, which is why I got oh okay so defensive. You know, we no, we, I'm on the same team. We hotmail kids are still out here. You know, I always I'm more <laughs> rocking more, the lime wise. <laughs> no. Don't don't Google that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always more and more like nervous when I give out my email, knowing how obsolete a hotmail account. It's not obsolete. It's fine. I don't know. I get insecure about things. I don't know. I'm really yeah. nervous about my hotmail account. Yeah. Well. It was really the first, I mean, what were the other first um, email tags? Dude, I don't even know. I got it because of MSN. Okay. You needed a MSN account. Well, yeah, sure. I, I'm, not, I'm not even sure that you can still get a Hotmail tag. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, well, now I feel kind of cool about my vintage Hotmail tag. Yeah, it's, uh, it's I, you know. I, I wonder if people buy and sell Hotmail tags. Surely. <laughs> little... There's like a market out there for old Hotmail. Hey, guys, we just want to introduce our new sponsor for the show, which is uh, me and Hunro selling our personal <laughs> Hotmail <laughs> tax. If yeah. your name's Hunro, um, then, yeah, get on that tag. And if your name's Josh Layton, then you want to get on that. Um, but I spelt it Layton Josh. So so maybe if you're, yeah, either or. Maybe, ble- can you bleep that in the editing, Hunro, so that people don't know my email? Okay. That's good. That that was a hard no. When you <laughs> said that, okay, not going to happen. Yeah. All right. First topic of discussion. Have you got something? Yeah. Okay. This is a big one. Uh. Ooh. You know, it's not going to be a big one. What's <laughs> What's the biggest thing you can bike over? What's the biggest thing I can bike over? Yeah. Um. Uh. The scenario is, you just. Maybe twenty kilometers an hour yeah. on the road. Mm-hmm. Something's on, like in the road. Yeah. What's how big can that thing be? Oh, and, for me to go. What What would it be for me to go? Yeah, I'll just go over that. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. But uh, like, uh, obviously, you'd try. Yeah. Um, to go over the thing, but like, say for me, what I thought of first is probably, well, I I thought of a guinea pig, but then that's quite small. I can feel like you could go bigger. Yeah, I guinea. That's a tough. <laughs> that's a tough one because I actually I wouldn't back myself to. Are you talking about like doing a bunny hop over the guinea pig? No, like maybe just pulling up the handlebars a little bit. Okay, and then because my, my but, bu- but you're still you're not you're not doing a bunny hop. Yeah, you're not getting two tires. My bikes there. my bike skills is as much as I can lift the front wheel up and I can lift the back wheel up, but not at the same time. You know, so I can do like mm. one. So oh, okay. So maybe I could slowly go up over the guinea pig. Yeah, but guinea pig. <laughs> I wouldn't back myself. To be honest, I wouldn't be like, because, th- yeah, it's like, what 
I want something that I can just go over without like, you know, geeing myself up to do it. You know, I'm just uh, riding along. A plate. Yeah, I reckon, you can know. Can you do a plate? A plate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Could do a plate, easy peasy. Okay. Uh, the, uh, you know, the, the medium strip down Palm Beach Highway, you know, it's that gutter, but it's just a smidget higher than a normal gutter. It might, you might even say it's twice as high as a normal okay. gutter. I could do that. Okay. Right along and then up I go. Just, but the, the handlebars need to come up first. I wonder what's the biggest thing you can uh, ride over without lifting the handlebars? Just straight. You're just going hard towards. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> and see what happens. I've done that before. Mm. Um, it, it actually works out all right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Surprisingly. But what do we, well, what do we learn from this? Um, what's our main takeaway? Is you can, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe let's just inspire people. See, see what they can ride over. Yeah. I want to, I want to see some videos. I want to see some. Yeah. Send them in to hunro.com. And, um, or Hunro at Hotmail. At Hunro at Hotmail.com. And let's see your videos of you riding over things. Even if it is like a metaphorical riding over something, yeah? Mm. Maybe a hurdle in your life or in your mind. Exactly. Mm. I mean, we probably won't read them. But no, we will. I'll read them. We will. Of course. Yeah. Just uh, make sure you bleep out my email. Okay. <laughs> Am I bleeping mine out? I don't know. Do you want to? Doesn't bother me. <sighs> probably. Okay. I've got a topic. Are you ready to move on? Yeah. And I, I so this is like an existential uh, t- topic. And it is, um, are you familiar with the term virtue, Hunro? Mm-hmm. So virtue is like, you know, a, like a, gee, I don't even know how to describe it, but like a, in life it's good, for me, I think it's good to have like a, a clear, like virtuous goal, you know, mm-hmm. like to do things that are virtuous, things that help other people that, you know, uh, uh, are not selfish in your life. Mm-hmm. I'd call that virtue. Um, and I was thinking this week about how difficult it is to have virtue in the workplace. You know, when you're working for money, how hard it is to have like a sincere intention. Mm. Mm. Okay. And at first you might be like, oh, it's not that hard. Like there's plenty virtuous jobs out there. And here's an example. Being a doctor, you help people who are sick. Yeah. But when you're a doctor, did you know that some doctors are more successful than others? Uh, sure. Yeah, and they have more patience than others. So your your success as a doctor, and hence the way you make money, is dependent on people being sick. And the more, even though you help people, the more sick people there are, the more money you create, and the more successful you are as a you know, as a business. Yeah. So it's and in your in, so as a doctor, it's in your interest that people are unwell. All right. And if everyone was well. Then you would be out of the job. Well, uh, yeah, I, uh, that was one of my my thoughts that it didn't make the cut. Was if there were no problems in the world, what jobs would there be? Yeah, be insane. But anyways, carry on. Well, I thought about that for myself because I'm for for the folks at home who don't know who I am. I'm a like a support worker, so I do support work for um, with people who have you know special needs, um, you know, Spurges or, or autism, usually youth. And it's a really self-fulfilling job, mm. I think, you know, and you, you know, you feel good after doing it and you're actually helping kids to get out and do stuff and make their own choices and get out into the community. But 
for me, I make money from this. So it's like it's in my interest that more young people have these disabilities. That's dark. It is dark. And I, I really, I, don't, I can't see a, a solution to consolidate that in my mind. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not, it's not really in, uh, in your interest. Uh, if, if you do eventually go out of a job, say, hey, look, autism or, you know, whatever, whatever these diseases, so at an all-time low, I think there'll be a part of you that's happy, mm. um, happy about it. And I guess you'd find another thing to do. Yeah. You could use, you know, repurpose those skills. But, mm. um, but yeah, no, I, that's, that's really true. I'm sure there's examples in history, histories of jobs just going. Going away because the going problem away. goes away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, you know, say... Let's use an example. There's a kid who, uh, uh, you know, he's very, very high functioning. You know, he's like almost a normal person. Um, sorry, not normal person, but he's almost like, a com- you know, a conducive member of society. Just needs a little bit of help with certain things, with social situations. Um, say, you know, from the support work, he, he gets to the point where he you know, can function by himself in society as a happy individual, thus rendering my, <laughs> thus rendering my <laughs> job a little pointless. And you do yourself out of the job. And it makes me think about, um, yeah, um, and I think people know this when they work in helping professions. They go, it's, they go, part of them wants to keep the sick person in the system, keep generating money. Yeah. And a great example it's of like that. like a symbiotic kind of relationship. Hey? It's a, like Yeah, a great example of this, and I'm going to make some people upset, is um, physiotherapists. Ah, uh, yeah, true. I, I, like, I think we've all met a dodgy chiropractor or a dodgy physiotherapist who comes in you pay 50 or 100 dollars for a session they do some nonsense and they say oh yeah three more sessions and you should be fine true and, and then, then on the, f- the last session he clicks your back a little bit wrong and then you're like oh crap <laughs> oh sorry dude I'm, you're gonna have to come in for 10 more sessions <laughs> i heard of a physio who used to um he had this like helping plan that was like you can pay 50 dollars and he'll fix your your back or your problem for one week or you could pay $100 and he'll fix it for one month. Or, and this is how he would lay it out. Or you could pay the, the premium package $500 and he'll fix it forever. Wow. And I was like, this dude is not covering up the fact that he just wants your money. Yeah. And doesn't really mind if you get better or not. It's blatant. It's a blatant upsell. Yep. Um. <clears throat> but what can we learn? How can we be virtuous in the workplace, regardless of what job you do, even if you're not doing a helping profession? I think we need to recognize that some of it is for ourselves. You know, you <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's okay that you rely on sick people, sick people, and obviously not not encourage. Obviously, is the aim. Is the aim to fix sickness all over the world, mm. or is it just to aid it? Mm. Yeah, right. Like you put. Do you want to? Do you want to end the cycle, or are you just are you just stopping the cycle from becoming a worse cycle? I I feel as though yeah, you go into it hoping to make the better pl- the world a better place, but then there is this slight other motive where this is actually my job that I, you know, 
rely on for income. Yeah. So you've got these dueling things where it's like they almost they almost almost conflict where you go, yeah, if I do a really good job, I'll do myself out of the job. So yeah, you want to you wanna, yeah, okay. And but are you saying are you saying that you're cuz I don't think you take that approach or you don't you don't really believe that or do you? Uh no, I don't I don't sincerely believe that like like by doing you don't, a really good job you, that will like end all the problems. You've never no 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 but no, you've never slacked off in order for you to keep your job. No, I haven't, but that's a, a scary thought, isn't it? Like to to become someone who would do that. You know, yeah. who would do a bad <laughs> yeah. job to keep the job. Well, especially in a in a um in a space like support work. Yeah. But um because it would just be awful. It'd be so awful. Yeah. Uh I heard the story of um this this guy being laid off well not uh, he came closer to retirement and it was about the uh, you know it was the age when computers computers came in mm. and then um this chick got the, the job um just like on a two year contract and she noticed okay the job that this guy was doing for 30 years mm. um could be done in literally automated and be done in like twenty minutes, yeah. a, um, a week, yeah. and and so she did that for like, she got paid. She was working from home. She got paid, uh, forty hours a week, and it literally took her twenty minutes a week. And wow, yeah, <laughs> and 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 she even like built in. She she put some mistakes, um, did some mistakes. You know, uh. Just to make it seem a little bit like a little bit more real, um, so I, I guess that I don't know if that's an example of someone taking advantage of the, you know, not wanting, not wanting them to realize actually, my job is redundant. She yeah. took advantage of, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a great example, mm. and you know that what a great opportunity to just be more <laughs> efficient in the workplace. And, you know, she could have done that 20 minutes and then spent the rest of the 40 hours doing something else. Working on uh, some other systems. But, yeah. no, she was she was working on her own, whatever, veggie yeah. garden. Yeah. Um, that's a really good example. I'd like, yeah, I'd like to know, like, anyone listening, have you ever had, like, an ethical struggle with wherever you work? Um, you know, whether you're in a helping profession or not, do you ever feel like, you know, I don't know, what am I trying to say? Have you ever felt selfish in your job position, like you're, Standing in the way of people being happy. Of progress. Of progress. Yeah. That's a good question. Next topic. Next topic. I mean, I, I feel like all my topics, they don't really have that. That was that was something of s- substance. But like the next thing on my list is doing a marathon on Heelys. Oh, bring it on. That's it. And what, we were just <laughs> supposed to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, okay. Well, this is, this is probably the one with, um, do, the do most. Know, do you know a dark secret? What? I've never worn Heelys. Same. I wasn't allowed to have them because I needed orthopedic shoes. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Oh, what? You really wanted Heelys? I really wanted them. I wasn't allowed to have them because they were going to be bad for my arches. You, you do strike me as a kind of Heely wearing person. <laughs> I know. I'm not. I'm not even, and I'm not even wearing shoes in the studio today. Yeah. I, I, if I had Heelys, I'd be wearing them. Nice. Uh, well, maybe we can 
Maybe that can be our next sponsor. Anyways, all right. We're going sponsor crazy this episode. Um, okay, so uh, deep fakes are becoming better and better. Mm. Do you know what deep fakes are? I am familiar. Explain to the folks at home what a deep fake is, Henry. Um, deep fakes um, using AI technology, mm. um, they can recreate someone's face uh, using CGI. Mm. Uh, and basically use the points on your face, so the mouth and nose and whatnot, and pretty much just put on um, somebody else's face, on your face. Mm. And they can do this with voice as well. If they've got enough voice to sample, they could probably make a deep fake of our voices yeah. because there's so much on, you know. We've, we've done so many podcasts. That's right. Josh. No. <laughs> right. We're out in the mass media. Yeah. Um, but will there, will we reach a point where we don't trust videos? Because uh, it's, it's right at the start of the technology. Yes. I mean, m- maybe, you know, maybe in the last five years, you mm. know, as soon as, um, Snapchat filters came in, mm. um, and if I know anything about technology is that it's just gets exponentially better. And the amount of computing uh, power that we have now in 10 years, it's going to be insane. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm a bit of a tech nerd. Yeah. And I, I love it. I, you know, I just love following. Uh, but it, it excites me and it also kind of, not. it doesn't scare me, but I do wonder. I look at old photos I guess you can still tell. Okay, so my question is, um, will we get to the point where we don't trust videos? Yes. Um, and maybe there's there's going to be some software mm. to guarantee or certify that a video isn't deep faked. Yeah. Um, You're right. I reckon there's going to be event because I reckon no because I've seen some deep fake videos that um if you watch um. Do you watch Corridor Crew or Corridor Digital? No. They're this great YouTube channel and they're all about special effects. And okay. they, they make these great deep fakes that are just super convincing. And I reckon, yeah, pretty soon you won't be able to trust um, videos that you see online because they will be convincingly... Because my understanding of deep fakes is that they they use... Say you want to deep fake Tom Cruise. Their AI is smart enough that it can go through the internet, find all these pictures of Tom Cruise and use that to construct... Mm. And a fake image of him. Yeah. And if you've got lots of photos of yourself on your own Instagram or Facebook, it should be able to do the same thing for you or just about anyone. Well, it, it can use videos as well. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I don't know. Because there's, I feel like we're really good and uh, we're, we're really good at recognizing people. Mm. And even if uh, I was, I was thinking about this, and um, for all the identical twins out there, mm. I think yes, people take um, a little while longer to recognize, but you can normally tell. Oh no, something's off about that person. Yes, something. So I think there is some some sort of form of there is some sort of quality, small quality, 
and videos and photos, even mm-hmm. even old, you know, digital photos. I don't trust, mm-hmm. but normally you can tell film photos mm-hmm. apart from from digitals, and I I still trust film photos, even though Photoshop exists, mm. but they just have a quality that I'm like, well, I mean, yes, somebody can recreate um, uh, a film photo to to be, you know, say if there's like a flying saucer in the background, it can be very convincing. Mm. But if somebody takes a large format film photo, I think, I think it's very believable. It, you, you you can sort of tell. Mm. No, that's definitely real. Yeah. Or they, they call that the uncanny valley, don't they? Have you ever heard of that? No. It's like because um, we're humans and we're very good at talking to other humans, mm. and we know what a human looks like in a face. When someone recreates it in a, con- a computer, even if it looks really good, you can kind of be like, "That's kind of wrong." Like a great yeah. a great example is the um have you seen the Justice League movie that came out a couple of years ago? No. Oh, well, in that movie, um Henry Cavill who plays Superman, he um do you know have you heard of Superman before? Um, you know Superman? No. Oh yeah, yeah, Superman. <laughs> so in that movie, they had to do lots of reshoots on that movie. The problem was that do you know what a reshoot is? Yeah. Yeah, what they go, they got to go back and Come shoot on. something. They got to go back and shoot yeah, something. Right. And so the problem was Henry Cavill was also doing a Mission Impossible movie at the at the same time, and mm. for that movie he had to grow a mustache, and he was oh. contractually unable to shave that mustache because of the film he was in. Oh wow! So they had to go back and do reshoots for soup for um, Justice League. The problem is Superman doesn't have a mustache, so what mm. are they going to do? Deep fake. They deep faked and CGI'd the mustache away. Jeez. The problem is that it looked ridiculous, and everyone was like, "What's wrong with his lip?" Even though it was like looked pretty good your brain just doesn't like it and it mm. was just wrong and they call it the uncanny valley uncanny valley okay so like that's why you can have a cgi generated movie like the incredibles you know the characters like cartoony yeah and it looks great you love it but yeah. then you can have a movie like the polar express where they're just that little bit too real and it's a bit not nice for the eye yeah 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 or uh, um princess leia on Star Wars. Oh, yeah. That's a good yeah. example, too. It just wasn't quite... Something off about it, wasn't it? It's just like, hmm, okay. Very, very good. Like... Yeah. The progress and the um, the point at where, where we're at is really good. That's right. But it's just not it. Yeah. And I, I, I want to <coughs> be- have your optimism that we will always be able to tell the difference because our hu- our brains are so good at it. But mm. I was shocked to learn that. Have you seen Blade Runner? I think it's twenty forty nine. Yeah. So remember that scene where Winona Ryder comes back into the shot. They like recreate her replicant. Yeah. That was completely CGI. Oh jeez. And I didn't know that until someone told me, and I looked it up, and I thought it looks so real, and yeah, I did. Wow. I did not even know. Wow. And there was a few things going for it, like the shot was in like a dark room. So there's like this shade on her face and there was a few things that helped the situation. But for the most yeah. part, I thought it was totally real. It was a really good, you know, replicant of a, uh, of a person. All right. Imagine, well, okay. So we're probably going to get to a point where we distrust videos and distrust, okay, is that actually even a person on like on the other side of the camera that we're seeing? Mm. But I think something that they 
can't ever recreate as just a person, mm. really. Robots, I don't know. I don't, I don't really, uh, like, ever seeing... I don't, I don't ever see it getting to the point where we can't tell yeah. if something's a robot or not, you know? I really like the potential of deep fakes for, like, say, you know, say you and I are 15 years old and we're in drama class and we have to make a movie and our movie just, like, features you and I except you're Tom Cruise and I'm, like, and I'm, like, actually, I don't know, Tom Selleck or whatever. <laughs> and they're in the movie. And it's like it's like a student film, but like with real actors yeah. in it. Wouldn't that just be a funny concept? Imagine making a a movie better than the actual actors. Oh, like, dude, that'd be so funny. They they actually Tom Cruise employs you to play him mm. in his movie. Yeah, because that yeah, and then there's all these like cameo. You could do like a little cameo where like Brad Pitt's in the movie at the end, and he's like maybe the bad guy that you yeah. You know, there's fun potential. You could man, it's it's gonna create a generation of lazy actors that maybe do a few movies mm. become big and then the, they just employ their deep, little deep fake deep army fake. yeah deep fake army please don't do that the right. actors of the world yeah um okay i got a topic for you all right all right what are some things that you've looked for that aren't on the internet because we assume that the internet has everything that you could want to see on it and you've gone, I want to see if that exists. And you couldn't find it. On the internet? On the internet. <sighs> Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'll give oh, you an I example. I, um, I really wanted to watch a, um, you know those toy lightsabers that you get from Kmart? Yeah. The shops? I wanted to see, um, and I also, I used to really like watching, um, this is a guilty pleasure of course, but like, like street fights. You know, like just people in the in the streets. It's just like rough and ready. I want to see, you know, how they're just actually just fighting each other. No rules. Fists, kicks, whatever, you know? Mm. Someone pulls out like a spade or a random rigid object and it like totally changes the game. Someone uses like their keys as a knuckle buster. Like all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I want to see, is there a street fight video on the internet where the weapon of choice just happened to be a toy lightsaber? <laughs> And you couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. I thought it'd be a, a hilarious comparison to, um, you know, you see those lightsaber fights where they're all choreographed and they've made it look real cool and funny. I just wanted to see people just thrashing each other <laughs> with lightsabers, just really throwing down, <laughs> trying to, and trying to kill the other person. No way. I'm sure that would be a thing. I couldn't just find look it. up Comic Con, um, <laughs> you know, Star Car Wars park fight. Yeah, car <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure there would be some. Um, yeah. Are you have you played Dungeons and Dragons? No, I got a feeling I'd like it. Yeah, I really want to play it. I, I, I haven't played it mm. yet, but um, but yeah, I I wouldn't want to be the master making all the stories, and it sounds like a lot. Would know, be a lot of work. a lot of. Is there a, a lightsaber section to D and D where you got to throw down in the car park with lightsabers, <laughs> and we can film it pulling it into that? Uh, possibly we could we could make a what. Literally just a Star Wars role-playing game, hey? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Um, so what do we learn from this? <laughs> we we learned that nothing, th that not everything is, no, not everything is new under the sun. No, everything is new under the sun. What? Yeah. 
that I didn't that, learn that at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, that um, you can't find everything online. You can't always get what you want. Yeah, but you can always create it. That's true. Maybe that. See, that's I had the wrong attitude. I should have gone. All right, I'm gonna create this video I want to see. Yeah. Any listener out there, um, keen to fight Josh with a lightsaber? It's gonna be serious too. Like wear gloves and pads, and eyewear, and eyewear. Yeah, a helmet, motorbike helmet, probably. Um, a little cup. Yeah, and don't try any of that. You know, zhoo, 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 you know, spinning the lightsaber around nonsense. Like we're just actually fighting. Literally, like I'm fighting to win. I'm going for your shins. Yeah, shins. Then I'm gonna go maybe urea, like side of the head. And then once you're disorientated, it's just hammer fist, hammer fist, hammer fist, hammer <laughs> fist. <laughs> That's my strategy. No submissions. Anyway, to the listener at home, what's something that you've tried to find online but it doesn't exist? I, I find it funny that we ask these questions and they've got no forum. <laughs> there's no comment section at all. Yeah. It's just, it's basically like Blue's Clues. Huh, what do you think? You know, <laughs> Backpack, backpack. So <laughs> what goes in the backpack, guys? That was a Dora the Explorer reference. Okay. But you need to pause. What goes in the backpack? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's like, I'm scared to do that. It's like leave the pause leaves you too much opportunity to turn this rubbish off. Yeah. <laughs> so why are we listening to this? This pause has reminded me how much nonsense this podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Um, next thought. Uh, I wonder... If a saloon entry was actually a thing back in the Wild West, um, you know that saloon entry where the oh, guy yeah. comes through the doors and he mm. walks slowly and everyone yeah. looks? Um, because I had a, a similar thing happen to me three years ago. Mm. I was wearing Timberland boots. Mm-hmm. And so I'm 6'6", I'm six, six, or just shy of 6'6". Six, six. Closer to 6'6", six, six than 6'5", six, so I'll claim it. Yeah. And then I had these boots on, which made me six seven. That mm. I was, you know, a, a big boy coming in. Yeah. And um, I was wearing this long green jacket mm. as well. And I came into this restaurant, and it was like the place just everyone in the place had just kind of stopped talking. Not everyone, but, like, it was just, like, the chatter. There was chatter, and then it then it kind of went a little bit quiet, and then everyone just turned their head and looked at me. And I just felt like such a villain. Mm. I've, I've, or not even a villain, but it it felt like, it's like, okay, who is this guy? Yeah. It's this, you know, this presence. And... Um, Hunro was entered the arena. Yeah. And... I mean, it was an, it was a good feeling, um, but it just made me wonder, you know, that those things in movies that have been, you know, used time and time again, are they are they based they, off any truth? They they I, I don't know. I feel like the saloon entry is a good example of that. I I, I could imagine that mm. back in the day. Imagine you know. Imagine trying being a cowboy and trying a saloon entry, and no one turns. No one looks around. It'd be so disappointing. <laughs> yeah. No. Or you just didn't have that presence, mm. and you know. I love the idea of the Wild West. It just seems like such a free for all. Like you just go to a place and just yeah, and just kill someone, and if you don't get caught, there's like no repercussions, and no one will ever find out. But it's not like killing someone's difficult. Like you've still got guns, 
and like all this like you know yeah. lethal weapons i if a new it's, guy walks it's so it's so hectic like think about it you can just have like the perfect life with with your wife you have a little farm and then then this guy <laughs> just comes comes, comes stampeding on the horizon <laughs> with his gun yeah Shoots you in the balcony. You fall off the balcony, land into a horse trough. It's like I always see that. And that's, and that's your life, and that's your ending. If I, yeah, if I had that life, and I was just, you know, I was a farmer, you know, self-sustaining little cottage or whatever, and some guy I've never seen before walks into my saloon, I'm going to be turning around and be like, "Who is this guy?" Checking him out, mm. making sure he's not going to be just a murderer out here to find you know, the sheriff or whatever the storyline is in this. Yeah. Part of me, part of me thinks that the Wild West wasn't as wild as as what we made it out to be, mm. but it was wild. Yeah, look, I'm willing to say that it was probably like, well, I don't know. Like, if it happens to you at in Australia, in you know today's time, I'm sure it happened back then. It's just those saloon doors, aren't they? Awesome, just yeah, and then the. You guys hear that? Yeah, it's for the folks at home. Hunter is just stamping his feet, hoping that it comes through the microphone. <laughs> um, but yeah, nah. what what can we take away from that? What, what's the? Well, my biggest takeaway. So when everyone looked at you in the shop, did you say you liked that or you didn't like it? There's a part of me that liked it, mm. but there was a part of me that also, I don't know. I just felt kind of like. Why I don't know, I don't know. I I no, I did like it. Mm. I did like the attention. Yeah, not the attention, but the the power that I've. Not that I'm like a power hungry. Yeah, but but I but I felt powerful. I can. I felt that. like a character. Yeah, felt totally seen and like your presence was palatable. Yeah, no, no, but like, I I don't like I I felt like someone else. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not that person that walks into a room, and just, you know, uh, yeah, big like, energy hey, guy, yeah, yeah, big I'm energy here. guy, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like, I, c- I can be from time to time, but mm. yeah, not that I'm a shy. I don't want to. Anyway, <laughs> if you were shy, it'd be really awkward in the wild west, wouldn't it? You just like want to go in for a little drink. You had a big day. You open up the doors. Everyone turns around and looks at you and just think, "Oh, can I just like, don't look at me?" Like I just want to be here. Come on, just like, leave me alone. Maybe <laughs> that's why they all wore bandanas over their face, so you couldn't. Yeah, see yeah, who yeah. they were. They're, they're all the shy they're guys. They're a little bashful when they go into the saloon. <laughs> um, all right, I got something I want to talk about briefly. Yep. So Barack Obama, this week, or maybe it was last week, has released his 2020 summer playlist. What? Yeah, how on good Spotify. Is, how good is this? Yeah, so you can go on Spotify and you can, if you want to, listen to what Barack Obama is going to be listening to. Yeah, wow. Would you like to know some of the things that he's got on there? Yeah, go for it. So he's got, um, <laughs> this is, I like, you know, Barack Obama listens to some good music. So he's got I'll Be Seeing You by Billie Holiday. He's got Liberation by Outkast. He's got Do I Do by Stevie Wonder. Uh, he's got some uh, Goodbye Jimmy Reed by Bob Dylan. He's got some Frank Ocean on there. Oh. Yeah. He's got some 
who else has he got on here? He's got Already by Beyonce. I'm I'm skipping through the the ones that like I feel most people will really know. Uh, he's got uh, Billie Eilish on his mix. He's got uh, he's got Megan The Stallion featuring Beyonce on his mix. Oh, okay. Which is especially so. Uh, work by Rihanna. He's got work, work, work. work. Yeah, <laughs> he's got some Otis Redding on there, and he's got some. He's even got some J Cole on there. And the interesting part about this is, what about Jairul? No, I'm not seeing any Jairul. Oh, he but, but he does have Childish Gambino on ah. there. So there's a few things. Uh, initially, I like looked at this and thought, oh, it's kind of cool that Barack Obama listens to music and even some songs that I like, he likes. Yeah. But the more I look at this, the more I um realize he actually might be making a political statement with the music that he's featured on his 2020 summer list. <laughs> it's it's some hidden, yeah, code almost. Exactly. And let me start with some of my theories. So he's <laughs> got Savage Remix by Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't gone as far as to feature WAP by Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B, <laughs> but he has featured that artist. And I feel as though he might be making a point of solidarity to those artists who are getting a lot of criticism at the moment. Okay. As well as that. He also has featured Gaslighter by The Chicks. The Chicks, you may know, used to be called The Dixie Chicks. Oh. Which they've yeah. since changed their name um, because I think Dixie had some Seems some good. slave connotation or something. Yeah. I don't. I actually don't know much about it. But the fact that... It doesn't have the same ring to it, though. No, it doesn't. But look, I'm not a fan of The Dixie Chicks. I don't care. But, okay. <laughs> uh, like, does, like, they're, as far as I know, they're an irrelevant... Like, who, when was the last time you heard someone talk about the Dixie Chicks? True. Now they've changed their name to the Chicks. Everyone's talking about them because it's like, oh, how could you be such a, um, what's the word people use? Um, uh, virtue signaling. Like, you know, they're virtue signaling, trying to get fans. But Barack Obama, a prominent black man, has featured them, them in his summer playlist, <laughs> you know, perhaps as a, uh, as a sign of solidarity to the, Dix- to the Chicks, who've right. now changed their name. You know, I'm I'm just going through it, going like, yeah, there's definitely some... There's something to it. You know, liberation by outcast. You know, maybe he's saying, like, we want liberation. As you go through it, there's just, like, it seems yeah. super political. Yeah, there's no, there's no uh, you know, just outliers. Uh, well, are there any outliers in there? Um, yeah, there, there do seems to be a few that are just, like, I'm sure this is just something that he <laughs> sincerely likes to listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's not all political. I mean, it's his summer playlist. You've got to let the man relax. Right. You know, he's yeah. Barack Obama. He's probably got a lot on. But um, I don't know. The more I look at it, the more I'm like, all of these look look political. Like, he's got a song on here. I'm, I'm not... Are you um, familiar with Anderson Pack? Uh, I've heard the name. I'm not super familiar. But the song is called Lockdown. Oh. Of course, the whole country is currently in lockdown. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's just the more I think about it as a political tool, the more I'm like, yeah, Barack's got some things to say in his and summer playlist. He's he's definitely a considered man. Yes, he doesn't he doesn't do things without. Yeah, and he presents well in the media. He presents well, and he's um he's funny. Mm. He's funny. He's a funny guy. Uh, so if if it doesn't say something, it would it would be funny. Yeah, like he, he he wouldn't put any song on there with without thinking about it. Yeah, because at first when I heard about this, I was like, "That is so funny." 
that Barack Obama has a Spotify mix <laughs> yeah. that we can all go and listen to. And I just thought that's hilarious. Like yeah. he must have made a mistake. He didn't know that it was public or whatever. <laughs> but now that I read through it, I'm like, he knew. What he was. And I look, I like it. I'm all for it. Um, you can, for you guys listening at home, you can go on Barack Obama's Instagram and you can see his summer playlist you know, listed out. And uh, yeah, I would encourage you to, uh, to listen to it this summer on Spotify. It's a great mix. So good. Thanks, Josh. I don't think there's any other takeaways from that, but um, cool. Hey, um, so mm. I've got I've got one. That do we want some poetry or do we want another thought? I want poetry. It's poetry time. Okay. Circles in the sky. <laughs> circles in pantries with icing. Circles from donuts in the streets with puffs of circles billowing to the sky. Circles and pantries and so on. Okay, so if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, this is a segment that we, we've done almost every week. Hunro writes a poem during the week and I then try to my best to interpret the poem because Hunro has done no effort to interpret it himself. <laughs> <laughs> Josh brings the meaning. <laughs> so I bring the words. He brings the, the random words. Hunter, read that poem again. Okay. So, circles in the sky, circles in the pantries with icing, circles from donuts in the streets with puffs of circles billowing to the sky, circles in pantries, and so on. Can you explain what this poem's about, Henry? Well, I... Yeah. Yeah, I can. Okay. I'm ready to hear the analysis. Uh, I... Like, I think... I think it's a cycle. It's a cycle of things. Mm. There's passions and things. Um, you know, it starts off circles in the sky. What circles are they? Mm. And then circles in pantries with icing... They're, they're donuts. Mm. Circles, circles and pantries with icing. Donuts. The, the donuts, because donuts are circles, right? <laughs> okay. And then, and then, then, I, then I said, circles from donuts and the streets. Donuts, you know, you do, you do a donut? Yeah, like a, uh, like a, like a wheelie spin? Yeah, <laughs> wheelie spin. Um, with puffs of circles billowing to the sky. So... So the circles come back to the sky. That's where we started the poem. Hmm. Um, so that's oh, it's, that, it's cyclic. That yeah, that explains where where it comes from, and then and then I then I take it back to the circles and pantries, mm. which is the donuts, mm -hmm. and so on, and so on. I, I I feel like that's one of my poems that has had the more meaning, had more meaning than my previous ones. You know what, well, this poem is very provocative because it lets me think about whatever I want to. Because you know, the circles, like, I could, I could think about the cycles of all kinds of stuff mm. when I think about this poem. Mm. Even though the donuts in the pantry and the donuts in the, in the streets aren't at all connected other than just being a, a similar <laughs> geometry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I look at a circle and I can go, yeah, yeah, I've been in a circle before. Mm. I know what it's like to do the same thing every day or similar things every day. Yeah. Or 
find patterns and mm. yeah it's very i don't know yeah i don't know because the the donut in a street is is this jarring event of you know of what would you say like obscurest you know it's almost like trying to be the outlier in the system because i'm doing donuts in the street you know but mm. it's only a small break from the real cycle that you then re-enter as soon as the donut is finished. Yeah, because and then and then it's it leads to the the screeching and the, you know the tire hitting the asphalt mm. makes circles of clouds yeah. and they're peaceful. Yeah, that's right. Even the donut in the pantry is a uh, is a jarring break from our normal diet. Hopefully, yeah, mm. we we I consider it what we eat and we eat to live. So we don't eat too many unhealthy things, otherwise you get fat and become unhealthy. And the diet, the donut is this, you know, this reward, a break, maybe it's a break day, cheat day, you might say. You get to eat a donut. Yeah. And then once the donut's eaten, you are just returned back to the cycle that you're still in. That's it. Josh, um, you continue to find meaning in the in the In your gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay. Uh Look, I think we have enough there. Let's wrap. But but hold, oh, oh. let's wrap it up. Yep. Oh yeah, let's let's let's, let's wrap, wrap it up. It up. But uh, yeah, we just like to uh, thank our sponsor for today, which is um that secret website we can't say. But hit us up with some money and we'll send you a link. Lemon cable. That's right. Citrus website. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We well, yeah. out. All right, thank you. <laughs>